Hi, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Oh, my this God. Put in the hood. Where have we been? <laughs> we have been away for a long right. while. It is a long time, yeah. Yeah. Since we recorded. I think it's been a couple of months.、Um, ben and I have been trying to graduate. Well, he's already graduated.、Um, I'm still struggling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, you, you, you figured out more important things. <laughs> ah, I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just kind of apologizing to the three listeners that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Eagerly waiting for a new episode of Food in the Hood. Yeah, to, to, here we are. <laughs> to the two or three listeners who have been、um, awaiting our comeback, we're back. <laughs> right, right, right. So,、uh, we're back. what has happened in、yeah. the past few months in your life, Ben? So, between our last published episodes till now, we, we did record several times, but none of that went on air. Right. So, we just decided to do a new one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um,. So, I have been since、uh, early this year, I've been trying to write my thesis and graduate with my master's degree in food science. And、um, I did it in, in I defended in、uh, early April and got everything done by mid May. So, I've been、um, out of graduate school. Right. He's ready for the workforce. He is going to make above minimum wage, unlike the rest of us. <laughs> So, hey, you're making way above minimum wage, well, at least for this summer. Just for the summer. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Ben said,、uh, this summer I am in Minneapolis. So, I'm here for a ten week internship with PepsiCo. So, PepsiCo makes a lot of、uh, products that obviously uses agricultural crops. So, I am with the Agro Discovery Group where we do.、Um, You know, genetics research into the crops that we plant, et cetera. So that's why I am.、Wow. <laughs> and then. Look at you. Oh, man. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, I'm try- I- I'm learning as I go along, which is, you know, which is good.、Um, but. Yeah, and which is what internships are for. Right, right. The more、uh, you're drowning, the better it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, yeah. I-, I do feel like I have a great team and I'm learning a lot. And then. The plan is to go back to Ohio in September or October. No, the plan is go back to go back in August and then defend in September or October. So, yep. Yeah, because you got everything done basically. For、You're、the most part.、For. Yeah, I do need、yeah. to like write my thesis and get edits, but I think that's about all I have left. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Mm hmm. So. Uh, actually, Amanda and I recently met at IFT, Institute of Food Technologists. Right.、Uh, their, the annual meeting of 2019 happened in New Orleans.、Mm-hmm. We,、um, yeah, we, we hang out a couple of times. Ate a lot of oysters. Different locations. Yeah, ate a lot of oysters.、Yeah. And it was really hot. Oh my God. It was crazy. It was like 30 Celsius every day. Yeah, right, right, right. So. And was humid. That was、yep. that, that probably bugged me the most. Right. So to fill in on our listeners who don't know,、uh, like Ben said, is an annual conference that IFT, which is a food science organization, puts up every year.、Um, so it, it, it's a huge event. It runs from, I believe, Sunday to Wednesday. And there's a bunch of different things. There's an expo floor where vendors can come in and showcase your products.、Uh, there are scientific sessions which you know, highlights.、Mm-hmm. 
there, there are speakers from various disciplines and food science coming to talk about their specific fields, ranging from plant yeah. proteins, you know, to muscle foods, etc. And then there's also professional networking events. There is uh, award ceremonies for volunteers. There are student competitions and events. So it's it's a jam packed four days. Oh yeah, no sleep. Oh my god, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think in the previous episodes we've talked about like our involvement with IFT mm-hmm. as you know the student association officers. I think I think that one went on air. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Right. So um, we we did have our own specific duties at the conference, but we were also trying to enjoy. Or uh, absorbing uh, knowledge from the scientific sessions. We're right. uh, trying to network with people. Right. Went on an ex- expo floor, tried some stuff. Um, this episode, we will just have a brief rundown of what happened in uh, IFT 19 through, um, you know, young professional slash graduate student eyes of ours. Right. Yeah. That's something. Yeah. That we want to just go through. Yeah. Right. So. And this kicks off, hopefully, our regular posting schedule. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that Ben is officially unemployed, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I am, I am temporarily away from grad school. Hopefully, we'll have more time over the weekends to get back into our regular podcasting schedule. Um, yeah, yeah. But so, IFT. What 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 was your favorite part about IFT? Like, if you had to choose one event or session or thing to relive what would be (laughs) i I have a i have an awesome answer but that's like way down the list okay uh for the timeline (laughs) but i'd I'd say i'd say stucking at the airport is the best part (laughs) i feel like there's a story there so we'll get to it (laughs) for sure yeah. yeah um but but i mean at the at the event i'd say that probably the um you know, posters are actually student right. posters are actually the 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 most interesting uh, interesting occasion for me to be at the conference. Right. Um, and actually, some some of the funny stuff that I found from this year's um, poster, I didn't, I wasn't there for 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 a very long time. I, I think uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday they all had posters for different times. I was only here briefly on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for because I think yours was on Monday. Mine right? was on Monday, yeah. Yeah, and my friend, um, he's he got two posters and both on Monday, uh, the morning and the afternoon sessions. Uh-huh. So I was there, and um, you know, definitely there are that that part of the conference is really academic focused, right? There are there are a lot of um, you know graduate students, postdocs there. Uh, stu- uh, I mean, faculties would be there to support their students mm-hmm. and to also go through some of the, um, you know, familiar or interested topics yeah. of, their, of their own. And, you know, the, re- the, the really fun observation that I made was that I spotted two very big uh, dairy professors. Um, they are one from North Carolina State. And one from uh, Cornell University. Mm-hmm. Oh, is DB DMB from Cornell? Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Dave uh, Barbano, he is um, a very long time standing uh, dairy food professor. Uh, worked in 
numerous area of dairy uh, from dairy food nice. to dairy processing. Nice. Yes. So he was just chilling. Uh, with his laptop, uh, you know, on the <laughs> on the poster floor, right. uh, you know, sitting one of his desks um, that's in the middle of the poster panels. And I, I spotted him. So I went out and said hi. And, you know, he and I have met in previous conferences. I don't think he remembers me re very well, but I kind of tried my best to have him relate to what I do and where I'm from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, what's interesting is that so he and Mary and Drake, they both are um, actually on the faculty board of NC State. So they both co they they co advise students. Right. Even though I think one Dr. of them is in Cornell. Exactly. Yes. But I think Dr. Barbano is just using this time, the Cornell professors using this time to meet with the NC State students oh. because all the students will be there presenting their posters. Right. And that poster will, will have. Barbano's name on it too. Right, right, interesting. Right, and so so that was that that was a really interesting observation yeah, of mine was because yeah. by the uh, when I was there uh, when I saw him at that moment he wasn't with any students, but um, I think later on when I um, you know just I, I was looping in the uh, poster hall and I saw you know him and some other students were talking, and that was really you know you just kind of see these professors trying to make use of the time right. well, very differently than the, than, than the professionals. I think it's great that they are on the floor with students and, you know, talking to students and asking questions, etc. Because I've noticed something about IFT and uh, the poster competitions, which are that I feel like the people who go around and look at other posters are usually other students who are participating in the poster competition. So there's not a whole lot of outside people coming in. And, you know, like mm -hmm. you said, a lot of these students have done great research and um, there's a lot of interesting oh, yeah. topics. There's a lot to learn. I remember talking And did someone to... win first place? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I, I did. Yes, thanks, Ben. <laughs> nice plug I, I'm there. Muting, I'm muting what you were saying. I just snuck in my um, sarcastic question there. <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember talking to this girl from... Actually, she was from National Taiwan University. And mm -hmm. I remember just asking her a ton of questions about the techniques she was using because I was about to use them at my internship. And she was super helpful and extremely knowledgeable. Um, so I do think yeah. that there's a lot of interesting things going on. But it's 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 a shame that, you know, compared to the other um, events like the expo floor and other scientific sessions, the poster competitions don't receive as much attention other than people who are already participating in it. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. I mean, in general, I think the, the competition part is actually separate from the general posters. Right, right. Right. So, so I think the general poster session on, you know, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, they are more accessible for people because they have a longer session time. That's true. There are more posters to look at other than just the competition ones. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I do think most professors, if they were having one student at least presenting a poster, they will stop by, but um, they probably won't hang out for too long. Right, right. Uh, you know, I spotted a few OSU professors 
I, um, I've seen LSU, Louisiana State University professor there, you know, several, several others. There were uh, K-State professors were also there for, for their students' uh, presentations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but for sure, for, for sure. Um, hey, do you want to talk a little bit more or even, you know, give some uh, your own feelings about the competition since you actually won this time? What are some tips, or how how would you prepare oh, the poster competition? Poster and what, what, what is it? What is it like to be into the competition? Right. I feel like the best tip would be to know your subject thoroughly, and to be ready to answer questions because presenting it is uh, pretty standard, pretty routine. But when after I I feel like I present it for probably six or seven minutes, but you know, after that, and even during my presentation, I probably got over like nine or 10 questions. And I heard from hmm. some other people later through the judges that um, they really like how I handle the questions. So I feel like that's a huge part for um, how judges score you. You have to really know your topic and be ready to feel any questions really that they might have. So, but obviously there's also other things like, you know, when you present, make sure to have a structure, have a good flow. Um, Personally, I really like to emphasize on why my research is important. So giving people Hmm. that rationale, that background and talking about how what I'm working on can feed feed in um, into future applications as well. Because a lot of times... A lot of times uh, you're presenting, what you're doing is highly technical and scientific. And you might mm-hmm. you might be the person in the room that understands the most about your topic. So sometimes it's easy to get carried away in the technical details. Um, but for, for judges, they really, at least in my division, they really want to see um, the application side of it as well, why it's important. Can you explain this to someone who, you know, might not necessarily have all the background in your subfield to understand what you're doing. So Right, right, right. Yeah. So they're they're like educated audience, but they're not domain experts right. specifically right. in your field. I mean a lot of these uh-huh. people have their masters, PhDs, but you know, when mm-hmm. the type of research that graduate students do, it can be very niche. So making sure to give them that background so they understand how it fits together, I think is pretty important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they were asking you questions, did they ask all of them at the end or were they just kind of chime in as you go? I feel like this is highly dependent on uh, what type of judges you get. So it's more of their Uh personal preference, but mine um, like pepper me with questions throughout the presentation, but also at the very end. So just be prepared for all types of questioning. You know, some judges like to like interrupt to clarify something, which is okay. So don't feel like, oh my God, it ruined my flow or something. Just uh, go with the uh-huh. go with the punches yeah. and figure it out. Yeah. I see. Okay. That's very interesting. And overall rundown is like a 10 minute or 15 uh, minute I would say everything, including the questions for me, typically was around 10 to 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And this is on the physical printed poster. That's right. right. That's right. The oral uh-huh. presentations will probably be slightly different. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. But 
it was a well, good that's experience. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I think we talked yeah. a lot about um, these poster competitions. Something that is similar but also different are the scientific sessions at IFT. Do you want to let them know mm-hmm. kind of what that entails? Yeah. Well, so for scientific sessions, they are,、um, I think, mostly concurrent because. Concurrent means that there are at a given time there are many sessions that you can go to.、Mm-hmm. Well, the, all the sessions covers the broad spectrum of、uh, of the topic of food, so you can go into more nutrition focused, education focused,、uh, different types of、uh, hot topics in food science, such as、um, this year plant protein,、mm-hmm. uh, data, and you know artificial intelligence. Yeah, those are huge. Are, are quite famous.、Uh, Well, or quite quite popular, and you know, made to the news, made to just in general closer to everybody's daily trend than some of the other topics.、Mm-hmm. But there, you know, it, it's a、right. it's a very good mix of different type of sessions for、um, all the audience that are in IFT or participants in IFT.、Mm-hmm. Probably a few that kind of caught my eye. I, to be honest, I did not go to many of them. I. I was doing other stuff. Right, you have、uh, responsibilities. So, see, see, there's a big AI session.、Um, so the AI session definitely had a lot of attention, and、um, people are curious to see what applications can can be done on、uh, uh, CPG foods or、um, in general predicting food trends、mm-hmm. using some of these big、can、data、uh, techniques. Explain what CPG, the abbreviation, means. Uh, consumer packaged goods. Okay. So they are, they they are um like Doritos or Cheetos. Right. So not、um, for other suppliers, as, as but a, for direct consumers. Yes. Yes. So um, they're they're not、uh, bags of、uh, milk proteins,、uh, but they are、right. um, individually prepared、uh, little box of、uh, muscle proteins that you can just put in water and bring it to your workout. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there are different ways of applying AI. I think we can do an AI episode. Later oh yeah, on for sure. As we go, but、um, some of the other topics or plant protein that Amanda and I both went to. Yep. Briefly. So we had a professor from University of Minnesota.、Um, she taught us for food analysis. You might know her if you're involved with plant proteins. Her name is. Pam Bram Ismail. <laughs> the order might be wrong.、Yes. <laughs> We all call her Pam, but、uh-huh. her name is Bram Ismail. So she talked、yeah. about、um, she talked about plant proteins and I think various ways of processing it that can make it fit、mm-hmm. the functionality that you want. Yes. Yeah. Some modifications. Yeah. So I think a lot of times,、um, you know, plant protein is all the rage right now with、uh-huh. um, you know growing. Number of consumers, etc., who are interested in more sustainable food systems, they are looking towards plant proteins. So that might be cereal grains,、um, even insect protein. Even though that's not a plant protein, but you know it's a、yes. sustainable source of protein. Right. So I think with all of these proteins to make it into the existing food products that we love, but currently uses meat. Uh, there are some challenges to try to try to get the functionality to what consumers would desire. So Pam talked about how there's various ways of processing、um, that can get plant proteins to our desired function, right? 
Yeah, so some of the big challenge is how do you get protein in water? Right. Right. Solubility right. is an issue. And uh, sort of the gold standard is whey protein, which is very soluble in water, mm -hmm. uh, spontaneous. And um, so she did some interesting work to modify, I think, pea proteins. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Right, to to improve solubility. So that's one of the functionalities that uh, food manufacturers are looking for. Right. And um, some other stuff that she did was on, uh, what was that? She did on some other kind of protein. She she also talked a little bit about... That was Claire's project. I like knows yeah. <laughs> who did it. She talked right? about I forgot that. Penny Crest. I don't know yeah, if you remember, yeah, yeah, right, but right. Penny Crest is actually uh, what some farmers currently consider pests. <laughs> but Penny Crest is a great plant because... If you know how people grow soybean and corn, typically farmers will grow soybean for a year and then corn the next year and then soybean again and they'll alter alternate it. Um, mm -hmm. And then, but there there's a lag period between soybean and co corn growing season. So um, what some farmers have been trying to do is grow pennycress. So pennycress, pennycress is great. I think it fixes nitrogen into the soil, but I could be wrong. But it has all of these benefits that, you know, um, can help mitigate the negative effects of having a monoculture. The problem is pennycress mm -hmm. is not very utilized right now, as Pam says, because it has high glucosinolate content, which makes it taste very mustardy. But so once again, mm. that's something that plant geneticists and scientists, etc., are trying to figure out, which is how to take a crop that is, you know, beneficial for our soil, um, but doesn't have much functionality in the food industry right now. How can we make it so that it, it we, we can also use the byproduct of it? Right, right, right. And I was surprised that she didn't really talk a lot about the intermediate wheatgrass. Yeah, stuff. yeah. That has been huge. That was like a um, huge but... part of their lab too. Right, right, right. Uh, well, there, there might be other reasons. Right. But, um, to elaborate on what Amanda said, intermediate wheatgrass is also a type of cover crop, and that is perennial plant. So it doesn't um, just got harvest by the end of the year, and just like you know normal wheat that you just harvest every year and you plant again. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, um, intermediate wheatgrass is a, a perennial, multi multiple year crop where you just kind of harvest its its seeds. Yeah. And use and mill that seed to make flowers. Right. And that is a, a very big, um, very big initiatives in uh, in in University of Minnesota for for now maybe a couple of years at least. I think so for, for sure. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh huh. I mean, there, there are publications on it. You can see we know a bunch of people who worked on projects. Right, right. That, that are related to intermediate wheatgrass. Yeah. I think it's really interesting, right? I think I think like it's really interesting the 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 pathway a crop takes to become commercially viable. So a lot of people mm -hmm. might be familiar with canola oil that you use for cooking. It's also called mm -hmm. rapeseed. The plant is also called rapeseed. Um, and actually, mm -hmm. before canola was as huge as it is right now, um, it also used to be a problem. Canola had a pretty peppery, um, mustardy taste. 
And、mm-hmm. it took a lot of genetic breeding and a lot of research to make it into the crop that we're now familiar with. That you know we add to our cooking that is cheap and viable for so many applications. Like there's definitely a process that takes something from its wild variety to a commercial variety、mm-hmm. that we can use. And I think there's a huge、yeah. role that you know、um, agronomists, plant geneticists, and food scientists. You know, play in this process, but a lot of people don't really see that. You know, people just think, "Oh, canola oil." Right, right, right. Definitely, and you, you know, that's really some of the some of the pathways or the trends of popularize or you know, put put some put some foods in the market. That this process、mm-hmm. has been there, and really, a lot of these IFT scientific sessions were. Kind of a rundown, or a, 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 I'd say a three to five year、uh, review、mm-hmm. of the progress that has been made. Right, right. I feel like it's a great overview of what has been happening.、Um, a lot of these speakers are、right. professors who are doing doing cutting edge research at their lab, so you, you get like a nice little overview of everything that has been happening.、Mm-hmm. Um, which, whether you are a student or even someone who's in an industry, it's it's extremely、um, interesting to hear about. But some people have also、uh, criticized、um, IFT's scientific sessions, particularly, is that it is too much industry focused and it's not as technical.、Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think I, I can I can kind of feel that because I've been to,、uh, for example.、Uh, The American Dairy Science Association annual meeting.、Mm-hmm. The, the sessions are、um, are like the the se- sessions are more data and method oriented, right, right. As opposed to the IFT sessions are more say、uh, general trends or、um, how do we say that less data but more general. Talks, right,、talking. general statements, overarching statements about the research. Right, 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 right. and I. And I think it, it both carry values, and you can't just say that it's not technical, so it's a bad talk. Right. But at the same time, for people who are、uh, actively working in the research and development and、um, you know academic research area,、uh, really people are eager and curious to see evidence, and that's、right. normally in the form of some kind of、uh, some kind of experiment or、uh, presenting some data. Right. And it, it can be go go both ways, and I do think for IFT, which is a twenty thousand plus attendee conference,、mm-hmm. um, it it is probably a good idea to actually stick with some of the bigger and general stuff, as opposed to go to very very specific、um, experimental designs. Right, I agree. I feel like both. Um, the really more general, overarching, like here's what happened,、um, presentations, as well as the more scientific niche and data,、um, data oriented presentations. They they both have a place,、um, and I think、mm-hmm. it's also geared towards the audience that goes to the, these events. So IFT is hugely made up of you know food professionals and food science itself is such a wide. Um, wide and broad discipline, and but there's there's also industry people, there's students,、um, there's people from all of these different subdisciplines, right? And to be able、mm-hmm. to cater to all of them on a very scientific niche basis is rather difficult. Whereas,、um, whereas ADSA or American Dairy Science Association, I, I I would reckon that most attendees are people who are either dairy students, professor. Professionals,、um, professors, people who work in the dairy industry. So yes, 
It's very smaller conference. Right,、too. right. So I think they both have value, and、um, they 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 are two different types of events in my mind. So to say that one is better than the other, I feel like it, it it's I feel like it depends on what you're trying to get out of it, right? Right, right. Exactly. So should we switch gear? Yeah. It's enough. It's it's too scientific. <laughs> <a little> <laughs> is our is our podcast、uh, geared towards the general mass audience? <laughs> uh huh. Right. Well, I don't know what our.、Um, oh wait, we didn't talk about we didn't talk about enzymes and clean label. Oh yeah. Should we talk、uh, about that、sure. really briefly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead.、Okay. I, you put this one in. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I didn't know much about it.、Okay. <laughs> I'll be brief. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine.、Uh-huh. So、uh, another interesting scientific session I attended was put on by Novozymes, which is an enzyme company. So recently,、mm-hmm. the past few years, food in the food industry has been huge. On trying to get clean labels, driven by consumer demand, right? Consumers who see a、um, product ingredient label that has fifty different ingredients for something such as、um, the bread they eat for breakfast, they're gonna be like, "Why do we need fifty different ingredients?" And first of all, I would just like to acknowledge that there's a reason each ingredient is in there. You know, to keep it <laughs> to keep it shelf stable, to maintain its appearance, the way consumers want it, etc. But you know, the food industry is very much you know we're 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 at the whims of consumers a lot, right? Because consumers show their opinion by their buying decision. Um, so、mm-hmm. there has been a huge effort by multiple food companies for the past few years to try to get their label cleaner, and by cleaner I mean shorter ingredient lists.、Um, Ingredients that are more pronounceable, etc. So Novozyme, this enzyme company, was essentially giving a talk on baked products and how enzymes can be used in place of、um, the traditional additives that are added to baked products to give it the desired.、Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, for instance, just super briefly,、um, instead yeah, of yeah, using go ahead, go ahead. instead of using oxidizers, they use these enzymes called oxidases, which does the same thing. For instance, sometimes you want the dough to relax.、Mm-hmm. Instead of adding certain additives, they would add enzymes that does the same thing. Or if you want more gluten development, or if you want shorter gluten strands,、mm-hmm. um, that's something that can all be done with different enzymes. I feel like the technology or or the or the sort of the enzymatic reaction backbones have been there, right? But it's just not used quite as much, right? And I feel like now that consumer demand is there, there there is probably yeah, going to、yeah, be、yeah. more research in that area. But one thing that I、uh-huh. wondered also is if we change traditional process, like if we if we make bread with less ingredients, right? Let's say we use these enzymes instead of the traditional food additives. Do manufacturers、mm-hmm. have to change their currently processing methods to fit that? Because a lot of times enzymes only work at very specific conditions. You know, be it temperature. I think it's mostly. Yeah, if I would guess, I've I wasn't in a talk or anything, but、um, I I feel like enzyme would work the best at the proofing for baking. Right,、okay? right. At the at the proofing、uh, stage, which could be pretty optimized for、um, for enzymatic reaction. Right. Right, because that's similar to what yeast yeast growth、mm-hmm. uh, uh, conditions. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying that.、Uh-huh. 
Uh, no, I agree. I feel like that's why the talk was about big products because the conditions in- itself was probably, oh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. already you're, there. If you're thinking about other stuff. Right, okay, right, right, right. But for other uh-huh. food products, that, that could be uh-huh. like a challenge. Um, but also... It's a it's an opportunity yeah. for research, right? Whenever whenever there is a right, right, right. challenge in the food industry, we I guess as scientists benefit because <laughs> we have projects to work on and mm-hmm. money paid. Yeah, that's very interesting. And moving on, um, do you want to talk a little bit about the student celebrations and closing ceremony? Oh、uh, sure, yeah. So we both are involved, <laughs> and the、uh, Amanda is the Vice President for digital and social、relations? digital and social media. Oh, digital and social media, and so she is on the、uh, board of directors of the IFT Student Association.、Uh, did did phenomenal work on publicizing all these student events. Thank you, thank which you. Includes,、uh, which includes a lot of competitions, such as you know for product development competitions, for research complete competitions, and excellence in leaderships. You know, were you were you 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 were Snapchatting and tweeting a lot? I was during the right. IFT I was Insta storying、right? okay. a lot. So for those of you who don't okay, know, you can follow、okay. follow IFT Student <laughs> Association、uh, on our newly minted Instagram account. Started a couple days ago.、Um, it is IFT Student. <laughs> so basically, you know, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. There's always opportunities for you to get involved as a student, be it applying for scholarships, applying for internships, or、um, product development competition. There's a whole host of activities that a bunch of great student leaders have put on、um, that runs across、mm-hmm. the whole year. So be on the lookout for that. Oh yeah, yeah. See. Do you like my plug? <laughs> yeah, they, they should pay me for this plug. <laughs> yeah, but that went that went pretty natural, though. I know.、Right? Well, probably because I've said it a few times. Okay. Yeah. That's that's like whenever someone at IFT asks me about, oh, there's a student association. What is it? That's that's my go-to answer. Uh huh. Yeah, thirty-second pitch. Oh yeah. Very well done. Definitely. Uh huh. So back to、uh, the student celebrations and closing ceremony. So. My particular involvement is in a graduate research video competition. So we're student. This is my thirty-second. So graduate research video competition.、Uh, students make a video,、uh, a three three-minute video about their 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 original research and present it in a creative way. They can do animations. They can do different skits,、uh, different shots, and、uh, sometimes students get a little bit、um, more involved with very difficult, you know, cinematography shots、um, in there, which which make, makes up a great. Uh, scientific communication tool、mm-hmm. uh, for for them, and, and also I think we're trying to brand it also、uh, to help students to brand themselves.、Right. So、it's a self branding tool. Right. Of、uh, you can you can use this video for later、uh, when people ask you what you research about, just show them the video, and that tells everything.、Mm-hmm. I think it's great.、And、yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then the student、uh, celebration is、uh, sort of our. Year round, like our closing, not well. It was it's the it's the pre party for the closing ceremony. Closing ceremony is where we announce all the winners, right? And so student celebration is the opportunity to network with different、uh, student groups, from, well, students from different universities, and a lot of competition sponsors were there. And we had we had some foods, 
and um, there's no booze involved, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> If you want booze, you need to go to the after party. <laughs> right, right, right. The the at the bowling,、um, or you can、so、go to the bell party. <laughs> So 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 then the closing ceremony we recognize a lot of awardees, and that was fun.、Uh, we all got up got get up on the stage for a little bit for、uh, various parts of、right. the、uh, of, of the recognition、mm-hmm. process, and、um, and later on,、uh, students all went to an after party to celebrate the、um, the great year of、um, you know winning and participating and getting involved. Um, that was really. I, I think. I think that was because I wasn't part of this last year. Amanda, you were, right? You,、uh, you've kind of seen the whole process a little, little bit. I wasn't able to make it to the one this year. No, 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 no. Not after party, but the student celebration in oh, general. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So what did you、uh, want me to? So basically, like like Ben said, it's essentially just celebrating our student volunteers, celebrating our winners for different product development competitions, etc. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I want to I want to emphasize is that you know that's a that's a pretty big. Community. It is. It is、um, the student body, and really, you 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 can you can expand your network fair bit, and yeah, you know, you can see what our other schools are doing, and right,、um, right. It's the one chance every year where you get to physically meet students who are also food scientists from across the United States. So, someone from Chapman University in California meeting someone from like Massachusetts, Amherst. You know, it's a, it's a,、mm-hmm. it's a, it's a great way to connect and network with people. Oh yeah, and that was really, that was really fun. Right. To to just overall be be with it. Right. It was really for fun. For sure, for sure. And I had I had a great, you know, I had a great time to to talk to some of the students and to see what everybody is up to. Yeah. And、um, you you know how like you kind of have observed. Some of these universities, but you've never talked to a person、exactly. really from there. Like I wasn't aware that I wasn't aware that Louisiana State University had a food science chapter actually. So that was really nice.、Um, there, there were a ton of them、mm-hmm. there. Well, to be fair, Louisiana, you know, State University was only I think an hour or two hours drive away from New Orleans, but it was great right, to right, meet、so、them.、Local. It was great to meet their college bowl team.、Um, it's it's just、mm-hmm. a lot of it's it's putting a face、yeah. to all of these different universities. Right. So, for the last bit of our recording, should we talk a little bit on professional networking events? Sure. Did you go to any at IFT? I did not. Okay. Well, at IFT, I didn't either. So, <laughs> did you not go to the Ohio State I, reception? Yeah, I did. I went to the OSU reception. Um, uh-huh. So basically, we have a reception every year at IFT, and the current students, alumni, etc., get together. I would say though that、um, with a lot of these university reception, I、mm-hmm. I feel like at least with the OSU one, typically more than half the people in the room are current students.、Um, so there there's definitely like、no. a handful of alumni who drop by and whatnot. But yeah, I feel like it's predominantly、mm-hmm. current students. Um, but it was great yeah, talking yeah, yeah. to. I met Justin's brother. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I,、uh, I,、uh-huh. I met 
So I had a classmate in undergrad who was in food science, and then I met his brother at IFT, who's also in food science. Right. So there's a lot of like these weird little connections just because the food science oh, world totally. is extremely small that you'll probably run uh, into the same people over and over again every year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, so I didn't go to many. So I was at the student lounge for a little bit, and there were networking events with the PepsiCo people. Right. Cause the because uh, the lounge is sponsored by PepsiCo. Uh, that was fun. Um, met some of the um, people who are are based in uh, their New, New York facility and doing some of the work uh, closely with artificial intelligence and some data science mm-hmm. involvement in uh, food science. So that's that's kind of that's kind of where uh, I'm about to go into. Right. And uh, definitely see see some of those people are, are really nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I really want to highlight is <laughs> what I really want to highlight is the post IFT oh. stuck in the airport networking. <laughs> tell tell us about that. What happened? Hey, did you? So what what day or time did you fly back? Well, I flew back on Wednesday. Around my flight was at five. So we're we're in the airport at the same time. Probably not the same. Right. Probably terminal. different terminals. But yeah, okay. I, I did bump into a couple of people from University of Minnesota. Bump into my previous mm-hmm. professor, um, Dr. Baumler. Shout out to Dr. Baumler here. <laughs> this is like the fifth time that we've shouted out to Dr. I know. Dr. I know. Baumler. We've <laughs> shouted out to him a couple of times. But I, I saw him at the airport. I uh, went to talk to him for a little bit. Found out that... I think he has a new baby boy. Oh, nice. But so when I went up to him, I was like... Second or third kid? Third kid. Third kid. But when I went up to Baumler, I was like, hey, do you remember me? And I was expecting him to say like, oh, yes, I remember you from when you worked for my lab doing undergraduate research in kimchi. (laughs) But that's not what he said. He's like, oh, I remember you. You posted that bathroom video. (laughs) And I was so dumb. I was video? so dumbfounded for five seconds. I was like, "What do you mean? What bathroom video? Like that just sounds so odd." And he's like, "No, do you remember when you posted a video of you singing in the bathroom?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah." <laughs> I, I didn't realize oh that God. that's what he remembered awesome. me by. But I was like, that's "Oh yeah, awesome. oh yeah, that was me." And then he told me about. Um, the band that they're they're recording a studio album, etc. So it was fun catching up. Um, wow! But I'm I'm really sure it's nice. not ex- I'm sure it's not as exciting as your story at the airport. I know something well, happened, but like what what happened? Mine wasn't mine wasn't particularly exciting, but um, I think I'm at the American Airlines terminal, mm-hmm. so there were just so many flights in and out. You know, load all these IFT people <laughs> yeah, back home. Yeah. Um, so. So it was really pack of a terminal. I, I, obviously, I don't know. Uh, New Orleans probably don't handle trade shows very often. Right. As Chicago, where right. IFT annual meeting normally happens. Mm-hmm. So, so the so the airport was really packed. wasn't a lot of seating. So my flight was scheduled at first at around five thirty. So I went in a little early to just get some late lunch. I probably just wanted to relax a little bit mm-hmm. and just head home. Yeah. But um, so I got there, there was a huge lunch line. So I waited in line, got my lunch, and very luckily found a round table, about five seats to sit down. Mm-hmm. And I, I took one spot, but I was expecting other people would join or I leave them open at least. Right. And so so the one person that joined, 
and you know it was just kind of awkward eating at first and then we started talk and no surprise he also came from ift uh-huh and um Right, so I want to give too much details about this person, but he also he works for PepsiCo, and oh. we had a good, we we had a good <laughs> conversation uh, to begin with because he was also heavily involved in academia in the past, mm-hmm. and um, we had more, and 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 you know then later on. Uh, uh, Another graduate student joined. Okay. We were uh, so so now that there are three people sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of the snowball start to roll, and that become a table just for. I have T people. And, yeah. Yeah. I have t- <laughs> well, there there are definitely a lot of people with IFT. Yeah. Uh, folks. Yeah. But particularly our table, we're, we're all solo travelers. Right. Right. Right, because I, I can see a lot of people that were traveling in groups, right. and they kind of sit with their own group. But from our side, you know, we're just sing, single travelers. Let me get this straight. So you were at a table, and other people joined you because there were no other tables available? Exactly, yes. Oh. So this is kind of a hunger networking strategy, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, right. I mean... And you can't... And and you have to have a table to eat. Yes, yes. Everyone needs to so eat, and is, they need to sit down. So this is like initially floors, but later on becomes kind of fun interaction. Right, right, right. And there are just general seats available, but they're not designed for eating. You, there's no table. Right. So those got popular, and another uh, professional joined, and we end up talking because all of our flights were delayed. Oh. So we end up talking for three, four hours oh my God. on various topics, wow. more than just food science. The, yeah, the after and, party, after networking, networking. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, and that was really, and and I can see that happens to many, many people at the airport because you know some some of the weather issues that flights were not getting out very quickly, mm-hmm. and um, people were also. You know, you kind of carry that networking vibe into the airport. Exactly. And- Especially if you're a solo traveler, I think like that makes it very easy for people to talk to each other and find each other. Right. 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 And then later on, on the airplane, <laughs> I was sitting next to, <laughs> I was sitting to a professor uh, from uh, University of Missouri mm-hmm. doing FTIR and ramen spec. Oh wait, what are the chances? We end up having a, a, a fair good conversation, although I was really burned out and tired. Right, right. At that at that moment, and um, but but you know there were there, there were a lot of great networking opportunities. Yeah. That actually, it was what happened at the airport. Right. Yeah. I mean, when there's a high concentration of people who work with food, you know, especially in a small mm-hmm. airport like New Orleans, then you know, great great things, great conversations can happen. So. Yeah. That was kind of the highlight. Yeah. When you were asking at first, I was like, mm-mm, uh, no, nothing happened on the show floor or anything. Your, your last day was your highlight. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was really fun, actually. 